This is MPN. I'm Casey. And I'm Grace. A podcast where we talk in-depth about two movies with a common theme, some trivia, and some menu items you can enjoy while having your movie marathon. Grace, what is this week's theme? This week's theme is High School Hierarchy. Yay! Yay! And our first movie, because weirdly, minus the earlier one, which almost (laughs) never happens, is Heather's from 1989, which is available on Amazon Prime right now. Oh, it's also on Hulu. Yes, it is. And so, it's on Shutter. Okay, well, so <laughs> everywhere. They have no excuse to not watch it. Um, and the Rotten Tomatoes plot is Veronica, played by Winona Ryder, is part of the most popular clique at her high school, but she disapproves of the other girl's cruel behavior. When Veronica and her new boyfriend, J.D., played by Christian Slater, confront clique leader Heather Chandler, played by Kim Walker, and accidentally poison her, they make it appear a suicide. Soon, Veronica realizes that J.D. is intentionally killing students he does not like. She races to stop J.D. while also clashing with the clique's new leader, Heather Duke, played by Shannon Doherty. And our second movie is Mean Girls from 2004, which is currently streaming uh, with DirecTV and uh, On Demand, but you can rent it from Amazon, which is what I did. (laughs) Um, I actually do have an old DVD of Heather's that is... uh, like uh, defective that I think I bought in the early 2000s and it was like it wasn't just my DVD it was like the entire run of DVDs because oh. my friend bought one like across the country in Florida and they both stopped working at the same scene anyway <laughs> uh, so if you don't have a defective or if you do also have a defective DVD of Heather's uh, you can rent it on Amazon <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, let's see uh, Mean Girls plot and I got this from IMDb and it's terrible, but I wanted to read it to you because it's <laughs> terrible. Um, so, Katie Heron is a hit with the plastics, the A-list girl clique at her new school, until she makes the mistake of falling for Aaron Samuels, the ex-boyfriend of Alpha Plastic Regina George. That's it. That's what <laughs> I'm like, that's not at all. Okay, sure. Well. <laughs> uh... And we paired these two movies up because um, I feel like, well, especially when Mean Girls came out, there was a lot of talk about, it was sort of marketed as a Heathers-like comedy. Do you remember that? Yeah, I feel like the the lighter version, but yes, like a, a version of it with like four girls yeah. that are a clique, yeah. the most popular girls at school. Yeah, I wouldn't say that it's this exactly the same kind of humor. Heathers is much more dark. Yes. Much, much more dark. Yes. <laughs> like, verging on a horror movie, Heather's is. Uh, or, a th- or a thriller, I guess, almost. Yeah. It's the darkest teen movie I can think of. I mean, I haven't seen Jawbreaker in a really long time. Yeah. But it's certainly the darkest one that I can think of that is supposed to be a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and speaking of how dark it is, <laughs> I felt like we could talk about maybe some of the humor in both these movies, really, that mm-hmm. maybe has not aged uh, extremely well. Sure. Uh, Heather's Heather's is one of my favorite movies, and I've watched it many, many times. Um, but I would say probably, I, I think it would be hard for like Generation Z or something to watch this movie and 
be able to see the humor in some of the situations because it's at the time that the movie was released these were outrageous things that were that were happening in the movie and (laughs) the idea of say somebody bringing a gun to the school cafeteria or making a plan to kill everyone in the school is no longer an outrageous concept yeah it now could be triggering yeah people yeah so i think you can still enjoy the movie if you keep in mind you know the time frame in which it was made and yeah. and things like that but i i can see it being more difficult for audiences going forward to uh, be able to see it as as a comedy <laughs> yeah it still has important things in it like yeah teen suicide is still very relevant and sexual assault and like school violence but yes now it has become something that they couldn't make today because it is just a little too real yeah definitely uh i'd say i mean obviously they tried to make it today and it did not work at all yeah which i didn't watch so i don't i don't know i didn't either i watched the trailer and it was i was like i already feel like they've missed the mark on this they, they tried to sort of make uh the kids who would have been marginalized in the 80s into the heathers of today and i just i i, I don't i still don't buy it like i i don't i don't grant the premise that the most popular kids in school wouldn't still be the rich white people <laughs> yeah no yeah. <laughs> so yeah um and then in mean girls not 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 nearly as bad as heathers no also much more recent yes so much more it's, recent it's uh, I'd say, like, the um, the sort of an ongoing joke where one of the, the coaches sleeping with the students yeah. that, that maybe doesn't work as well today, uh, people are a little more sensitive to. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can, I'm trying to think of other ones. Could you, did, did you clock any other it's, things? It's kind of weird that they have... Uh, Tim Meadows, like, the principal, it seems, like, kind of hit on Tina Fey, like, right, also, yes. like, his, like, employee, um, you know, at, at the, the school. It's never, like, re- like a, a serious thing, but it was such an odd thing to start, and she just, like, has, she's just exposed in her bra, and yeah. then he just... And then he like, hits on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, it, it's also, it's, it's a movie, and so it's not always going to be, like, the most... I guess, like, sensitive, you know, like, you can do those things that are inappropriate, maybe not acceptable in, in real life and in, in things, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and speaking of handling things sensitively, we have sort of a group therapy session in both movies. <laughs> um, one, uh, I'd say in Heather's, it's treated much more like a joke. Uh, and it's still a joke in Mean Girls, but maybe one that's, that's slightly effective I'd say. Yes, it, it does seem like if that were to take place in Mean Girls, there could actually be, it could take place in a school and there could actually be growth and understanding yeah. that comes out of it. Whereas Heather's, it's just another case of another adult sort of uh, uh, taking advantage of a situation for their own uh, sort of personal ends, only this case, in this case, it's the like school guidance counselor or whoever she is, who's who's just kind of like wants to have everybody be touchy-feely, but really she just wants everybody's attention on her, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and kind of lends to, I think, Heather's humor, which is, I don't, I don't know that there are any adult characters in Heather's that I would say are uh, 
fully fleshed out characters. Like, they're almost entirely dolt and idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, mean Girls has Tina Fey's character, Tim Meadows' character. Uh, the parents are, you know, not the the most fleshed out, but they are at least portrayed as loving parents. Katie's parents. Yeah, they're nice and supportive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas uh, Veronica's parents and Heather's are more... They maybe get a, a bit more than the other adult characters in in the movie, but they're still not great. They're still largely played as a joke, I'd say. Yeah, a lot of the adults, yes, are played as a joke. Whether they're trying to like figure out what is happening, like at school when the the faculty is like getting together to discuss what has happened, or the police officers, yeah, assessing what has happened in the crime scene, or yeah. So it's all just kind of yeah played as a joke. <laughs> um, but yes, they also. The dialogue, like, uh, we have, like, Fetch and Mean Girls, and mm-hmm. we have Very and Heathers. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny, though, that f- uh, Mean Girls almost treats that, that sort of, like, you know, explicitly teenage slang as, like, a joke. Like, Gretchen is trying to make Fetch happen yes. throughout the whole movie and, and until Regina shoots her down. And then in, Bra- or in uh, Heathers, so kind of similar to Clueless, there's just, there's a vernacular that all of the teens use in this movie. Um which I, I think can be realistic for, for teenagers. I feel like there's certain slang that just goes around uh, even within subgroups uh, when you're a teenager that mm-hmm. might not make sense outside of like your high school or, uh, you know, something like that. So I can see where both uh, are coming from. But I did always find like the, you know, the how very and uh, as if and stuff from, from Clueless. I was like, where is this coming from? I don't remember anybody ever saying yeah. things like this. Also, we have, like, colors in the movie. It's, like, mm-hmm. in Girls, you have pink, and in Heathers, you have red. Yeah. Um, to show, like, the popular girls and kind of, like, the, you know, the dominant characters yeah. in school. I, yeah, I feel like both movies are um, really great examples of contemporary costuming and how it can sort of lend to the story itself, in particular with, you know, the sort of the Queen Bee character and how she stands out from um, the rest, even though... Well, the whole group that we're talking about here are, you know, these this popular, these popular high school girls, and so they're very much like of the fashion of the era, you know. Um, and then as the story goes on, and somebody else sort of takes that queen bee role, they start to start to echo uh, those fashion choices. Like obviously, Shannon Doherty's character not only takes the red color uh, from <laughs> Heather Chandler, but also like you'll notice in the in the first scene with all the Heathers, she has, like, the biggest shoulder pads of all of them. It's, like, really noticeable. And Heather Duke's uh, sort of silhouette starts to echo that as well. She becomes the head, <laughs> the head Heather. <laughs> and then in Mean Girls, I think, I'd say, like, you know, that scene with her at the party is, is um, when she comes down the stairs and, like, the dress yeah. is, like, her, like, officially taking over yeah. like, the Regina George. And that dress is almost exactly like Regina's spring fling dress. It's just, like opposite colors like black with a pink stripe instead of pink with a black stripe so I found that pretty interesting yeah um there's also a like lunchtime survey or poll oh. in both movies I mean they're done very differently like, yeah we have the what I guess would be like a serious one or seems like something that actually happens in Heather's that they are doing like a lunchtime mm-hmm. survey and then we have like just the gross guy yes mean girls just <laughs> playing a joke on mm-hmm. Katie, like, asking her about it. But it was like, oh, that's interesting, because you don't always 
that's not like a common thing in teen movies. Like you don't see that. But yeah, it's I feel weird like no. In both of them. So the same way that Janice and Damien's uh, characters go over the entire uh, cafeteria and who sits at what table, we kind of get that with the lunchtime poll and Heather's, but it's a little more. It's not quite as straightforward, but you still get the idea they're going to different social groups, mm-hmm. which Heather is not happy about, but Veronica wants to talk to different kinds of people. Um, so that sort of gives us a, a layout of the school and all the different kinds of students that go there. We also have like a, they both have our, our main character who is sort of like the outsider of the main group, who you know, is in the main group. It's a best friend, worst enemy dynamic between like the lead Heather mm-hmm. and um, Rachel McAdams, like in both of them. It's like they both really <laughs> want like their approval and to be friends with them and they also hate them at other, at right. other points. Yeah, it's, um, and they're kind of, I mean, they're essentially playing the same character. I feel like Heather Heather Chandler and, and uh, uh, Regina, Regina George. And oh, sorry. The, the, the queen bees and both are sort of, they're, they are the most popular girls in school and everybody wants to be them, but they also, everybody hates them yes. at the same time. Um, and yeah, Heather Chandler makes that explicit with her language. She say, they all want me as a friend or a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, who cares if they hate me? Um, I don't know that Regina necessarily knows that she's hated until the end of the movie. That's kind of the her revelation, I guess, during the the group therapy scene, though. Yeah, I don't. I don't get the impression that she knows that. I would think that she would just think that like every girl wants to be her. Yeah. And every guy would want to date her. Um, and then I also have like so the Mean Girls director Mark Waters is the brother of the Heathers writer, Daniel Waters. Really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> and the last thing that I have written down is yeah. a small thing. It's the, so Regina gets hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's sort of like a constant thing, you know, like Katie almost gets hit, with, like when she goes to school, like the very first thing where she's going to school. And then in Heathers, we also have um, like our outcast character, like walking into traffic, like attempting to get hit to to fit in. It's just an interesting thing that it both has to deal with, like kids walking into traffic. Oh, yeah, that's in, right. <laughs> in both of the movies. Yes, no actual deaths in Mean Girls, though. Yeah. It, once again, it's not that dark. <laughs> well, yeah, do we want to just talk about Mean Girls and... And Heathers? And Heathers now? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Heather's first. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so my first, like, thing I have written down is, like, don't you think JD would have been expelled? <laughs> so, like, it, like, in present day, obviously, yes. bringing a gun to school, you are expelled. Yeah. But even when I went to school, if a kid brought a gun to school, they're getting expelled. Like, there's no way that it's just, like, well, he didn't actually, they weren't real bullets. <laughs> So, like, we won't actually... They were just He just pretended to shoot other students. Yeah, I think there's a certain level of, like, uh, almost cartoonishness that you have to buy into in Heathers in order for it to to work. Uh, There's no way... Yeah, I don't think there's any way. (laughs) I don't understand why he's not expelled, but again, we're we're working within, like, a satire. And, like, you could say that it would be done so that he's, like, still there later and stuff like that, but I think you could have still worked around it that he could still run into Winona Ryder getting snacks and then you know yeah so yeah so it was just like 
watching it again, I'm just like, this can be expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we also have a great cast that I think does a really good job. Mm-hmm. And like Winona Ryder, I feel like you are, you understand. She's great. Yeah. You, you understand. You have to really like her also to be able to kind of like go on this journey and be around these people and in this dark situation. So I feel like you understand, I feel like uh, how she could end up being friends with these people, even though she doesn't like them, that you think you want these things mm-hmm. in like, you think you want to be part of like the popular girls and then you're just unhappy when you are there. Yeah. And I think you understand why she falls for JD at first. Yeah, you really, as the audience, you sort of go with her on the journey of mm-hmm. like, oh, Christian Slater's hot and like he, he doesn't seem to like these horrible girls that she hangs out with, so yeah. we like him, you know, and she's kind of too late you realize that, oh, no, I'm dating the, the serial killer. I'm dating the monster of the story, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's like, oh, he wants to, like, play, like, pranks on them and, like, get, you know, yeah. kind of, like, make fun of them a little bit. And you're, like, friend, it's like, oh, no, he <laughs> wants to murder people. <laughs> but, yeah, so she does a great job, and he is channeling Jack Nicholson mm-hmm. in it. And I have no problem with that. I feel like some people have a problem with that, and it's like, it's obvious. I'm totally on board for it. Yeah. I'm with it. No. And I think that all of the Heathers do a great job like Kim Walker does a great job as like the dominant kind of just cold-hearted like lead Heather yeah and um you have um yeah. Shane Doherty as like the replacement like her little journey of being like not good and just gets worse mm-hmm. and then you have like Lisanne Falk who's like the sympathetic one she's like the only Heather that you actually like and would hope that something would happen to and would feel bad if she died yeah <laughs> So, yes, I thought that, that they all did a great job. And then uh, Croquet. So, Croquet. Okay. Um, seems fancy, like a fancy game, a civilized game. And that's kind of basically the movie, that these seem like rich kids who probably like seem nice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But really, they are playing this game, and they want to hit the other person's ball. They physically want to do damage to one another and other people when they could just go around. Like, you could just go around them, but you're not. You're just... Yeah. Right. So you're just jockeying for power. And kind play. of, yeah. When Veronica, in the very beginning, when uh, Heather Chandler wants to play a prank on, uh, you know, one of the unpopular kids, and, and Veronica says, I don't have anything against her. And she goes, you don't have anything for her either. Yeah. So, like, that's enough of a reason. She's uncool, and we're going to play a mean prank on her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they take pleasure in it. Just yeah. like hitting each other's ball, they take pleasure in in being cruel to the other the other classmates. Um, and then one of my talking points, we already went over it, actually. So it's just, like, how the movie has changed over time and, and what it yeah. kind of, like, means and stuff like that. I do think that the... While some things are, again, like, dated in it, other things, like, hold up, I think the dialogue in the movie still holds up. Yeah. And she's like, fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Like, that <laughs> still is just, like... You know. It's a, there's such good dialogue and so many great jokes. I feel like in this movie, I still I've seen it so many times and I still laugh. At, you know, it's things that I've forgotten or something like that that comes up again. Um, it, yeah, it's just it's really it's really clever and funny. Uh, even though yet yeah, the the situations are very dark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one of my favorites. Um, I wrote this one down because I always forget about this beat and it makes me laugh like crazy every time right after they've killed Kurt and Ram and they're like in the car and, and Veronica and JD are arguing and the Heathers come up and see them and then this like featured extra 
some girl that we've never seen before like pops in a frame like a cartoon character and goes, did you hear? Kurt and Ram killed themselves in a repressed homosexual suicide pact. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's like her whole role. Yeah. There's that line, I didn't write it down, unfortunately, where, like, the counselor is asking her, like, about committing suicide, and it's like, you know, to, like, commit suicide or not is, like, one of the biggest decisions (laughs) that you'll make. Yeah. That. And then, like, in the car, right before that, it's just such a weird thing. I feel like it just kind of, like, shows exactly what their relationship is. Like, she's upset that they've killed them, and so she just, like, burns her hand, and you think he grabs her hand, and you think it's because he's concerned for her safety that she just hurt herself. That's like, nope, I'm just going to use the burn to light my cigarette. Like, that's (laughs) all I wanted. Um, But, yeah, so those are my my points that I was going to talk about. So, like, Mm -hmm. for for the trivia... So JD gets like this book that another student had like underlined the passages of and everything, and they ended up using Moby Dick because it was public domain, but they wanted to use The Catcher in the Rye, which would have been much more appropriate for this like outcast teen character right, who's yeah. like not happy with society and stuff like that. And it's like, well, that's too bad that they couldn't have used it. Yeah. Wait, is the word Eskimo even in Moby Dick? <laughs> <laughs> Did they plan that with Catcher in the Rye and then just switch it out? I don't know. <laughs> Um, And then I have written down, so, like, the prank on Raymond Kurt, J.D. asks Veronica if she speaks German, Mm -hmm. which when she says no, he tells her that they're um, Ike Luge bullets, which means I lie. Ah. And he is, in fact, lying to her because he is going to kill them. He tells her that they would just be there, like, to tranquilize her. They'll Mm -hmm. just break the skin. And it's like, nope, he's lying to her. (laughs) They're uh, going to kill them. And then I have that... Betty Finn and Veronica Sawyer. So those names are from the Archie comics of the Betty and Veronica and the Mark Twain characters, Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn. Hmm. Um, and then uh, Winona Ryder, at her school, I guess there was a person who was an outcast. They were picked on, and she killed herself. And then the students all would, like, say really good things, like, nice things about her and how they were friends with her. And she had, like, a big funeral, and then she got the script for this movie. So she did wow. the movie. Um, and then the last thing that I have is when Heather Chandler falls through the, the glass table, there's a copy of Cliff's Notes on one of the tables next to her um, for the bell jar by Sylvia Plath who committed suicide, and then a magazine with the cover that says The Fall of the American Teenager. <laughs> so, yeah. So those are my, uh, those are my mm. trivia. Things. All right. So, yeah. Okay, so... Things I wanted to talk about in Mean Girls. This has such a good cast as well. Like, so many actresses. I feel like that this was kind of their first role. I think this was the same year for Rachel McAdams that um, uh, The Notebook came out. In fact, I know it was because I was working in a movie theater when both those (laughs) those movies were in there. (laughs) Um, And uh, you have, uh, you know, Amanda Seyfried, who I think is severely underrated in this movie Mm -hmm. but she probably isn't now we think people know amanda seyfried now and so they're probably watching her and all the scenes but like just little moments like when they're doing like the three-way calls and stuff and they call up (laughs) they call up her character and she's just like looking at her own butt in the mirror (laughs) (laughs) just the little moments like that are great um I feel like this movie is best remembered now through memes. It's just, there are so many <laughs> that you see constantly 
uh, online, there's, you know, uh, so you agree, you think you're really pretty yeah. thing <laughs> has been just, you know, redone for so many things online. So if you're from Africa, why are you white? Uh, <laughs> the you go Glen Coco. Um, <laughs> it's just this, this, it's like this movie was made to just be memed. <laughs> Maybe it's the time that it came out or I'm not sure. It's, it's very, it's very quotable, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm curious your thoughts. Rewatching it, I and I felt like this when I first saw it. I'm not a big fan of the like animal sequence scenes. Ah, uh, yeah. I feel like I get them as a setup for the joke at the end, but yeah. I don't know that the joke in the end is worth the time that we spend on the setup. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> okay. Um, and then so. This movie has something in common, not with Heather's, but with another movie that we covered, that we just covered, The Faculty, and that we have an ending uh, epilogue where we see all the characters after the events of the movie, and they've all sort of changed their yes their <laughs> high school yes. ways, right down to a character who is called a lesbian derogatorily throughout the movie, and then is not, not only not a lesbian, but has a boyfriend in the ending epilogue, just to sort of drive home the heterosexuality yeah. <laughs> of the character. I would argue that it works better here. You know, I hated that scene in The Faculty yeah. uh, with a passion, but I think it works here. What are your thoughts? I think it does work better here. Yeah. We also have the lead character who becomes an athlete. Like, becomes oh, yes. like a jock. Yeah. <laughs> And also, again, works better in Mean Girls. The idea that she, mm-hmm. you know, is this kind of a person and she can, like, use She that has all this anger. Yes, yeah. that she can take that out in a sport, a physical activity. Yes. Which works much better than, like, for some reason, <laughs> Josh our <Hartnett>. hot outcast <laughs> science nerd has decided to play football for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's what I've got for Mean Girls. Did you have anything that you wanted to discuss there? No. This is the first time I've ever, like, not really taken notes on a movie. Like, I had it on twice, <laughs> and then I did the only, like, the, the only thing I ended up writing down was, oh, my God, Karen, you can't just ask people why they're Because <laughs> I forgot that that, that that's happened. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, uh, you want to talk about food? Yes. So... Well, you go first. Okay. So, um, for our snappy snack shack, uh, I decided to do alcoholic cherry slushies, mm-hmm. um, since Veronica likes a cherry slushie. And then I did corn nuts, because Heather Duke asks for, for corn nuts, at the snappy shack shack. Snappy <laughs> snack shack. And uh, it's the last, it's her last words that she says before corn she nuts. crashes to the table. Yeah. <laughs> So I decided to make corn nuts and cherry rum slushies. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the only other food I can think of... Oh, there's spaghetti with lots of oregano mm-hmm. is Veronica's favorite meal. I thought about that, but... And then, I don't know how good that would be, to be honest. Yeah, that's why I'm like, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> and uh, the pate is a con- an ongoing yeah. joke. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a whole lot of food in Mean Girls either. I think they're eating popcorn when Katie bursts in on them on Halloween because... Uh, she's upset that Regina has stolen Aaron Samuels. <laughs> um, and then she asks if she uh, she has cheese and crackers for eight people. Yes. Is that going to be enough? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought it would be fun to uh, Amy Poehler, uh, who is 
the probably the biggest adult who's a dork in, in this movie. Yeah. Uh, she makes them a hump day treat, which it looks to be some sort of like virgin strawberry daiquiri. And then Katie asks her if there's any alcohol in it. And she goes, oh, God, honey, no. Why do you want a little? Because I'd rather you drink yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, such a so I thought it would be fun to make uh, half virgin strawberry daiquiris, which is an, also a reference to Regina's. Uh, I gave him yes. everything. I was half a virgin. When yes, I yeah. <laughs> and just basically make strawberry daiquiris with half the amount of rum in it. <laughs> yeah, because the only other food, because Regina's trying to lose weight, is like those calatine bars. Yeah. But that's not really... It doesn't sound appetizing either. No, no. <laughs> so, all right. And then... So the question I was going to ask you okay. is the lunchtime poll. In, <laughs> I knew it was in, coming. In Heather's. You're right. Obviously. <laughs> uh, not the Me Girls one. So you inherit $5 million. Yeah. The same day aliens arrive on Earth and they say they're going to blow up the planet in two days. Mm-hmm. What do you do? See, I feel like uh, it's a weird question because I feel like immediately money is going to be worth almost nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Which I guess why there's the question it's not like okay aliens are on earth and it's like what are you gonna do they try to like do like all oh, right so you're gonna get money what does that yeah. really change anything um i i feel like on the off chance that aliens aren't going to blow up the planet i'm gonna like try to spend it all on like doomsday supplies i guess and as we've learned uh toilet paper is the first to go so <laughs> i guess that would be <laughs> <laughs> what I would focus on <laughs> uh, and and trying to get to uh, some sort of yeah safe haven or uh, I do like I think it was Betty Finn's suggestion of spending it all on a, a end of the world party I feel like that's the only thing you can do if it's like yeah. for definitely the world is going to end then yeah just throw a big party why not yeah oh, okay. I mean if you have two million dollars you can still spend some money even if you spent just like a couple grand on yeah. a party for like <laughs> snacks and booze and stuff like that i feel like you can still save a lot of that money yeah. for the off chance the planet does that was not a good idea up. the only other idea that i felt like kind of worked was the guy who wanted to buy a bomb and uh and go to the zoo to get a lion and then blow up the lion and yourself so that you die as one <laughs> <laughs> totally normal this clearly I mean at least you know yeah. going out on your own terms yes. is the idea I think. <laughs> very much you know what and that's just your terms I yeah. don't think anybody else would think of that <laughs> at, at all um well what would you do um yeah I feel like the idea I feel like it depends on how far away you are uh geographically from like your family and stuff like that because really just spending that time to hang out with like your family or your friends you know, I mean, you can save some of the money on the off chance, or you can try to just use it if money is of any value mm-hmm. to get somewhere that you want to, to be. Kind of like JD's thing, but not JD's thing, where, like, <laughs> I'm not taking a saxophone out somewhere, but it's like, you, know, you can go somewhere with... And she should have gone money. running as soon as that was the answer, yeah. but... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So just, like, going somewhere and just being with, like, the people that you care about, you know, for, like, the time that, that you have left. And, uh, yeah, I guess if money is of any value, it can create some comfort in that last little bit of time. Yeah. Um, and then, I guess, yeah, on the off chance, you would just have the rest of that money. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to keep most of it set aside just in case. <laughs> I guess, because I don't think people would really want it. Yeah. Because the only other thing to do would be, like, 
ah, it doesn't matter, and then you just give it all away, <laughs> at, at which point either if the planet does blow up mm-hmm. in a couple of days, it was worthless to them too. So what does it really matter if you gave it all away? And then if it doesn't, and you're just like, <laughs> money away that could have really changed my life if I hadn't yeah. since I'm not dead so yeah but really I don't know what I mean only a couple people I feel like would be like yes like I'm gonna take all you know all of your money I feel like most people would just think oh it doesn't it yeah. doesn't matter do do what you want like I'm just gonna set things on fire I feel like this is a great premise by the way for uh, maybe not aliens coming, or maybe aliens. Somebody who's in, how about, okay. <laughs> Some sort of millionaire joins a doomsday cult and thinks that the world is going to end on a certain date, and so they give all their money away right before that date, and then it turns out the world doesn't end. And then we follow them as they try to get their money back. <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch that. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, all right. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you're rooting for a billionaire at that point, I feel like. I know, but, you know, it's anti-hero. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. He learns along the way. Yeah. Or she. Like, or she. Or, or she. Or she I learns along the way. The value that the money had for other people. Yes, mm. like a Steve Carell situation. <laughs> yeah. Like, if he had made that mistake, and then you have to go, and he's going to grow as a person as he meets people. I'm so are they just it. tracking down where their money went, or are they trying to get it back? I mean, both, but, you know, they're going to be unsuccessful at getting it back is the idea. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and in the end, we've made a new movie. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Grace, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, I think that's about it for me. Okay. Then do you want to tell people where they can find us and what the theme for the next episode will be? So you can find us on Instagram at movie underscore matchup and on sugarednerd.com. And tune in next time when our theme will be, don't let them get in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, on Wednesdays, we wear pink.